Good day, everyone. Today's Saturday. I always start a little bit later on Saturdays. Sleep in. I get up so early in the week. I like to sleep in. I don't like how that looks. I think I do my board today too. There we go. So I like to sleep in and that I did. Well, more like I got up and laid there. That's what I usually do. Yesterday was Friday, you guys. Friday. We're actually staying busy at my job, which is good because I live in a small town and we have a lot of hotels. Um, the only difference is ours is like an OG hotel of my hometown. So we kind of have a, a foot forward in the game, which is kind of nice. And this is chapter. Friday, Friday, Friday. what's going on you know what you guys why would i do that i don't know if i like that um so the other day i was riding my bike because i don't have a car i don't have a license i was riding my bike and it just stopped pedaling i was pretty i was pretty ticked off i ain't gonna lie i was mad i was like no way is this happening right now. I don't even know what to do. Chapter 41. So I walked it home. Googled it, Googled it, Googled it. Had no idea. Good morning, Julia. I remember you a while back. You were on my page, Julia. I remember the first time you were on this page. I believe that was you. You were new. How's, your, how's everything going? You seem so excited and vibrant back then. That was a while. So a coworker told me that a bearing in my bike went out. <sighs> now I have to figure this out, you guys. It's like owning a car. Now I have to figure out how to undo the pedal to get to the bearing to figure out what kind of bearing because it's a beach cruiser. It's not just a regular mountain bike. But I love my bike. So you guys, how is your... How has your week been? Good. Are you ready for the holidays? So you guys, yesterday, what did we talk about? We talked about, we've been talking about Joseph. We've been talking about Joseph. Remember his brothers sold him into slavery for greed they were just deceitful. They didn't like the fact that he had these dreams where he would rule over them. And he got sold to somebody in Egypt who had a wife who was a deceitful harlot. And she kept trying to sleep with Joseph. And he's like, no, I don't want you. And that's deceitful to your husband and to God. Well, she claimed he was trying to rape her and they threw him in prison. 
Well, even in prison, he became well known for his honesty and his compassion. And so he was put in charge of all the prisoners. <laughs> of course, this is actually an open group. This page, just so you know, started because of my journey coming out of addiction. Um, and literally, I didn't believe in God. And he made his presence known one day. And I just, my atheism, atheism, blah, 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 that belief crashed. And my journey began with God. Well, he's healed me out of the desire to consume a substance to cope. And now I'm learning to manage my emotions. But it was through his love that I was able to overcome these things. So that's why I called this page God's love because we are all made like God created us one at a time. He put the heart that's within us. God gave you your heart. That's why we should always follow our heart. And so my page is not essentially just me. God's love is all of us. We are God's love. So it's an open page to anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter. We are all loved by God. Every single one of us from the murderer to the pedophile, it doesn't matter. We are all forgiven. We all have a place in heaven. And in fact, it was the purchase of our souls through Jesus Christ's sacrifice that God owns our souls. When we die, our soul goes back to God. Um, a lot of people miss that verse within the Bible, and that's why I'm here. There is no hell after you die. That's just a state of mind. When we die, our soul goes back to the God that gave it to us. That's in Ephesians chapter 12, verse 7. Um, I was very lucky to find that thing. So I'm just here to open, uh, accept everybody with open arms and bring them into the wonderful world of God. And know that nobody's perfect. Like, I've made all the mistakes. So you are more, you are, this is an open group. And and to leave comments and, and whatever you feel you need to get out of your chest in comments. Like, this is just an open table. Um, so Joseph was in jail also with the Egyptians butler and the butcher. And they both had a dream and they asked Joseph to decipher it. And Joseph did and he was correct. The butler got murdered or got hanged by the Pharaoh and the butler was restored to his rightful place. And that's where we ended yesterday in chapter 40. But see, here was the thing. God gave Joseph the ability to decipher those dreams because he's preparing Joseph for something amazing. I don't want to spoil it yet, you guys, because this is such a beautiful story. Joseph is a, a big player in the Bible. Um, God really worked through him, and Joseph, he was put through the ringer. Like, he was up there with Job. So, you guys, in chat, we're going to start right with chapter 41. So, Joseph's still in jail. And remember, Joseph did nothing wrong to be in prison. 
You know how Joseph got in prison? His brothers hated him, wanted to kill him, but instead they threw him in a pit. They saw a traveling caravan come by. They sold him to the traveling caravan. Then the traveling caravan sold him to uh, somebody in Egypt, a leader, a master, and the master believed the deceitful wife when she was trying to say Joseph was trying to rape her. So the master put Joseph in prison. So Joseph is in prison for absolutely nothing. He did nothing wrong, nothing. He didn't lie, he didn't steal, he didn't cheat, he didn't do anything. He's been sitting in prison, but he still loves God. It's a beautiful thing, you guys. He never turned his back on God. So it begins, when it came to pass the end of two full years that the Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he stood by the river. Suddenly there came out of the river seven cows, fine looking and fat, and they fed on the meadow. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. Then the ugly gaunt cows ate up the seven fine looking and fat cows. So the Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. The seven thin heads devoured the seven plump full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed it was a dream. So Pharaoh was dreaming that there was these these fruitful things, the cows and the grain. They were coming up, they were fruitful. But then behind them came something that was weak and, and gauntly and it wasn't, it was malnourished and it would eat the plump ones. And he was very disturbed by the dream. Why? Because <coughs> when it's a dream that God is trying to show you something, you will feel it. You will feel something stir within you when you have a dream that is given to you by God. It will haunt you it will bother you until you figure it out that's why i had the challenge of yesterday what dreams have you had that still haunt you today we all have them i explained one yesterday so it is good to pray to god to ask for understanding of those dreams now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all of its wise men. And the Pharaoh told him of his dream, but there was no one who would interpret them for the Pharaoh. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh saying, I remember my faults this day when the Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody of the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I. Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass just as he interpreted it for us. So it happened. He restored me to my office and he hanged him. Then the Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon and he shaved and changed his clothing and came to the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and there was no one who can interpret it. But I have heard that you, that you can understand a dream and interpret it. So Joseph answered the Pharaoh saying, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh the answer of peace. 
Joseph, what a great man. He has said this every time. It's not me. And that is true. He, all, he said that to the other gentleman. It is not me. You must ask God for understanding. But God speaks through Joseph. God, God's Holy Spirit resides in Joseph. He lives through Joseph. So everything Joseph does is with truth and mercy. That's why he was so prosperous in everything he did. And Joseph wanted the Pharaoh to understand that God is doing this through me. This is not me. I'm not this great, mighty man. So Joseph is not misleading the Pharaoh either. Then the Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed on the meadow. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very gauntly. Such ugliness have I seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven of the fat cows. Then they had eaten them up. No one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as at the beginning. So I awoke. Also I saw in my dream, suddenly seven heads came up, one stock full and good. Then behold, seven heads withered thin and blighted by the east wind sprang up after them and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads so i told this to the magicians and there was no one who could explain this to me then joseph said to pharaoh the dreams of the pharaoh are one god has shown pharaoh what he is about to do the seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads are seven years the dreams are one Okay, so the number seven, which is meaning seven years. If you guys ever heard, you know, a lot of things happen in seven years. A good, uh, a marriage, well, generally you will see a lot of marriages. They'll last about seven years and then it's a divorce before they figure out they don't love each other. Um, I know I've been that way. Seven years seems to be about the number things start changing in your life. You will change every seven years. And that's, I mean, true. When you really think about your life, every seven years, we kind of evolve into something different. So Joseph's showing, or Joseph's telling Pharaoh, this means seven years. Um, this is the thing which I have spoken to the Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise and all plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because the famine following it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to the Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man to set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of the Pharaoh and let them keep the food in the cities. Then the food shall be as... Ooh, this is getting good. To serve the land for the seven years of famine, which will be in the land of Egypt, then the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of the Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servant. And the Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such as one as this, a man who is in the spirit of God? Then the Pharaoh said to Joseph, 
in as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all of my people shall be ruled according to your word, only in regard to the throne, which I will be greater than you. And the Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. He clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent no man will lift his hand or foot in all of Egypt. The Pharaoh called Joseph's name, I'm going to try this one, you guys, Zephanath Pani, when he gave him a wife, a, him as a wife, Annas, the daughter of Patipera, priest of On. So Joseph went out all over the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before the Pharaoh king of Egypt. And Joseph went out before the presence of Pharaoh and went through the land of Egypt. Now in seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up every city the food of the fields which surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting for it was unmeasurable. And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, who Annas, the daughter of Potipera, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil and in my and all my father's house and the name of the second was called Ephraim for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction then the seven years of plenty which were in the land of Egypt ended and the seven years of famine began to come and Joseph said the famine was in all the land all the land of Egypt there was bread so when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to the Pharaoh for bread. Then the Pharaoh said to the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, do. The famine was all over the face of the earth, and Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. The famine became severe in the land of Egypt. So all the countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, because the famine was severe in all the lands. Oh, you guys, that was a long chapter. Okay. So we're going to talk about this. You guys, we have to we have to look at this like we're reflecting in our life. You have to see this story and try to find yourself in this story, you guys. And where I like to think of it because I really connect with Joseph is our struggles, our struggles in this world. It feels like life just kicks you down. The people that you love, how many people have had family members that just kick you down? I understand this. Like so many times, down, down, down. And you feel like no matter how hard you try, you're never going to just get back up and just have that just just peace. But the thing about it was what Joseph is showing us, what God is showing us in this story is Joseph's faith in God, okay? Joseph, why can't I talk, you guys? Whoa. Joseph's faith was everlasting as God's faith, God's love for us. Um, see, 
Joseph had faith in the dream that he had in the beginning, the dream that he told his brothers. And this was the reason for his brother's hate from in the beginning. Not only jo was Joseph the baby of the family and his father really loved him, Joseph had a couple of dreams. He had dreams that his brothers would bow down to him and serve him. And his brothers got exceedingly insecure and jealous they, because they were living really crappy lives is why they were so insecure. They were living like heathens, uh, killing people out of hate and malice. So they reflected their insecurities onto Joseph saying, oh, well, you know, he thinks he's going to have this dream and we're going to serve him. Uh, we'll show him. So what do they do? They sold him into slavery. Well, guess what? They were doing exactly what they needed to do to get Joseph where he belonged. Why? Because Joseph was able to rise in the land of his affliction now think about this in your life where you live like you you're living in your affliction you're living in the land of your affliction and we're all we you lost four was that this year it's hard to Because you have that void, Julia. I understand. When you have that void, you want to fill it with something loving. You you got because now, Julia, this is great you're watching. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you something. Okay. Julia, you are like a tree, okay? We are all like trees, right? Okay. And this is the river of God that, that feeds us, right? This is what waters us. It's God's love. This is God. God's love. God's love waters us, right? And it goes to these branches. This is you, Julia. And these branches are family, friends, groups. We'll call it work. These are things you give your love to. Okay, you and they could be different for you, Julia. And I suggest like you sit down one day and draw out who you are as a tree. Draw yourself out, fill it in. Because when you start showing where you put your love to, you see how great you are. We're like these trees that God waters with his love. And we water these branches. You know, God waters them through us, just like Joseph in those dreams saying, this is God. So we receive love from God. And these are attachments to us. We love them. We water them every day. It's like a garden. We give them love. We water them and they grow in their own. So what happens is, You lose a branch. 
and suddenly there's nothing there, right? And every time you think about, it's like a trigger, you think about giving it love because it's there, a friend, a family member. You feel that, that ache, that ache because there's nothing there to give that love to. So you feel that inner ache because you want to, but there's nothing there to give it to. But, Julia, when you stay true to God and you keep moving forward in your life, this is how God works. He doesn't leave that branch dead, okay? When you move forward, he is going to start growing something new and greater in its place. Because you have so much love to give in this world. You have all this love to give. You want to give, give, give. God is not going to allow you that empty space for long. You are valuable. You give love in this world. He's able to use you to love other things. He's going to replace that empty branch with something else for you in your life to love, to cultivate, to grow multiple things. Sometimes these are multiple things in your life. And eventually one day you'll suddenly realize that it happened. You won't see it happening. You won't see the growth, not on a day-to-day -day basis, but suddenly that will be replaced by something else. Um, I mean, it can't compare, but we just put our family dog down um, last month and we had her for almost 14 years. And um, I don't love things very easily. Um, I just don't. I'm very exclusive. I've just... I've dealt with so much toxicity in my life. I came from a place of darkness, true, just true evil. And so now that I'm at this age and I finally got out of it and detached from it, I just don't allow many things in my life. But my dog was one that was with me through my divorce, through a toxic relationship, through my addiction. She was there. And to make the choice to put her down was something I never had been through before. I had never allowed something so close to me. Something I loved that loved me. She loved me unconditionally. Um, so I have this branch right now. And I'm actually looking at her ashes because I had her cremated and I just got her ashes back. But I know that God will replace the love I had for her with something greater. I just have to keep moving forward in my life and opening myself up to new things um, and not getting stuck in the grief in the morning. Allow grief and mourning to pass through like a cloud, but don't get stuck in it. But this is you, Julia, and I, I invite you to sit down and actually draw yourself out as a tree. Um, in your own diagram, this will be your diagram, 
fill out your branches. Start really looking at your life and really fill out so that you can see all the great things you do in this world. The things, the love you give to people. When you start seeing the, the positive, it really starts to warm that heart. And it just starts, it brings a lot of joy and inner fulfillment. Because you start to see yourself as a beautiful thing. I mean, these are just four basic ones. But when you actually start writing down specific people, the places, the things, the groups, and all those things you do. You start going, wow, I'm, I'm a pretty big tree in this world. So it's been a tough year for people. It's been a very tough year. Um, and you're growing in the word of God. There's nothing greater than creating your own relationship with God and following your heart staying true to your heart that's one thing i can say is above anything else stay true to your heart because god is the one who gave it to you so i hope that inspires you to uh to look at your life and, and see how you give out into this world so as a recap it's saturday tomorrow's my sabbath i don't do videos on sunday I do videos Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. I'll do a daily bread later um, uh, on, a, on a verse, which is really nice too. Um, but the recap for today, Joseph. God was preparing Joseph to have the place he was going to have by leading, by this leadership in Egypt. God was preparing him for that. Uh, step by step by step first with the dream then getting sold into slavery and just trusting that Joseph would um, stay true to him you know through the tribulations and look God made him great in the land he was inflict afflicted in and Joseph gave God all the credit you know Joseph never faltered in saying that everything that happened came from God and that's true a lot of people like to elude from that very fact but um, all great things come from God 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 had this dream when he created us so all these good things that happen in our life those were the dreams God had for us we achieve them because we learn to lean on to God and trust that he will bring us to those dreams those blessings you know another recap is looking at ourselves as trees in this world we provide shade nourishment love for the branches within us birds come to live in here squirrels I mean life life lives within our branches when we spread the love of God out God's speaking to me like right now because I'm so exclusive by letting people in <laughs> particularly relationships you know I have a lot of women friends who I value I value women we I believe you know we have a very hard time in this world oftentimes nowadays we're left as the the mother the nurturer the love the provider the protector we end up doing it all because it's today's society um and then some so it's very hard nowadays to be a woman 
and keep our feminine qualities that God has instilled in us. It is very, very hard. Um, I have found it very hard. But by leaning on to God and trusting Him and trusting in His love, you know, we'll be all right. God will see us through. So, Julia, thank you for stopping by, and I will see you again. Normally, I start my videos Monday through Friday at 6.15 um, because I go to work at 8.30. Saturday, I sleep in, so. Um, but I hope to see you again, and I hope you take the time to do this. And uh, down the road, I hope to hear what God starts growing within you. This is going to be beautiful, Julia. He brought you here for a reason. There's a reason I remember you. You stood out. I knew it right away. I remembered you. God has big things in store for you. That's why I remember you. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in you. It's going to be beautiful. I love all of you. You guys have a beautiful Saturday and God bless.